Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so. Large devices are small, stationary or mobile. Whether you're sitting in front of your computer, you're hanging out with us on your phone, whatever device you're using, thanks for hanging out with us. It's another round of stuff during the spring. Next one will be stuff during the summer, but this one is still stuff during the spring. She's Hannah. I'm John. What's on your mind? It's June, John. We are halfway (laughs) through 2021. What happened? Well, what happened was, no. um, Where did the time go? Well, now that we're, you know, getting ready. But I've told you this. Football season is 12 months out of the year. It doesn't just I just can't believe it's June. But you know what that means? What does it mean? We're that much closer to having, you know, summer practice, games meaning something. Like I said, this, this schedule never stops. Yeah. The schedule never stops. That's why we're here. Schedule never stops. There's always stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about the schedule in just a minute, but what's happened since the last time I saw you? Uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. How was your Memorial Day weekend? Uh, Let's see. Uh, The boss was in charge of everything in the kitchen Mm because that's the last place you really want me touching anything because you don't want the house to burn down. So we we did the the full cookout and we did uh, the the hot dogs and the rather large large hamburgers and things like that. What, What she does. And... And she picked this up from uh, In-N-Out Burger out okay. west. I'm intrigued. There's something that you can do. It's a part of the secret menu at In-N-Out Burger. And what you can do is you can ask for it to be mustard grilled. Hmm. But you have to know to ask for that. And what they'll do is with the, the patty that they put on the grill, they'll put mustard on it immediately. Like the second that they put the patty on the grill, they'll add mustard. And the mustard is grilled into the beef patty. Wow. For the burger as a part of the deal. Never heard of that. And this is also, uh, I think, similar to the the Buddy Burger that that is in Tombs County that you can get at uh, Tombs County Games too. And folks will line up and get this burger that's a part of the deal. But yeah, she mustard grills the beef patties, and so we had we had uh, dogs, we had patties, uh, we had uh, tater tots because you know you know what what's what's life without tater tots it's not a full life if you don't have tater tots as a part of your meal oh of course and not. then there's something else that she does it's dump cake oh i have heard of that yeah and so it's where you take like a like a, a mixed berry you can take like multiple berry uh mm-hmm. mixes and you can put them in and you just basically throw them all onto a pile and you make a cake out of it and so you we can had, do it with like a pie crust. Yeah, too, right? and that's what. Yeah. yeah, and so she did that when she put the pie crust on top. And so she did dump cake, tater tots, uh, burgers, and hot dogs. And she also did fruit salad, but because of everything else, we didn't quite make it to the fruit salad. So uh, of course not. Yeah, the healthiest the, the healthiest thing <laughs> on the menu was like, nope, that's going to stay in the fridge. So yeah, we ate everything else. What about you? We were back at the haunted lake. Did you go in? No. Good. I did not go in. Just checking. Too scared of. The lady of this the lake. This is what I'm saying. As long as she doesn't come out with the, the long broadsword, I think you're okay. Just don't go in. It's only my it was my only my second time at Lake Lanier, and I know everyone's like, Oh, it's so packed. You don't realize how busy it is until you are on that lake in mm-hmm. Memorial Day. Because you're having to drive for yourself and everybody else. And drive for your life. Yes. It's wild. Well, we also want to say thank you to all the men and women in our military who gave their lives for our freedoms. I know we put that out there on social media, but Got to say it on the podcast, too. And, and thank you to everyone currently serving our country as well. It is 
so important, and, and thank you so much. No doubt about it. What else is on your mind? Well, we uh, t- said we were going to talk about the schedule, so spring practice is over, over. guys. Spring practice is O-V-E-R. Yes. You've got the schedule up on your computer. Right. What's it looking like? Uh, What's next? Well, right now, I mean, it's over in the state of Georgia, and mm-hmm. I think it wrapped up in the state of Alabama last week. I think Tennessee is either this week or next week, and they'll wrap up because I was looking at some of the coaches who are still preparing for their, their play there. Right now, early state for conditioning. Uh, practice July 27th and it's literally it's like the last week of July which blends itself into that Friday which is August 1st and that's the earliest date that you can practice in pads Uh, earliest date for a football game is actually September the 4th so I mean honestly you can really push your schedule early if you want to so uh, a lot of folks are going to be like the 11th and the 18th and things like that but you can schedule a game football wise for Mm -hmm. the 4th whether scrimmage or otherwise so some folks will do two scrimmages Okay. Some folks only do one, so that first scrimmage can be the fourth, second scrimmage can be the 11th, and then you go 18, 25, and so on. But in June during this dead period, players are at, at camps? They're yeah. get, getting looks? Yeah, and coaches encourage this kind of stuff. Okay. And we get into this with John Ford from Effingham County, who's mm-hmm. our, our guest this week, and we caught up with him during dead week. And that's a part of the deal. You know, he only ha- he's got a very, very small senior class. And he's encouraging all of his players to go out there and be seen by college coaches. And, I mean, you, you honestly can't go on social media without clicking onto another school or another school or another school and sitting there saying, okay, camp here, camp here, camp here. So everybody's having camps. Biggest thing is to get noticed in these camps and really show what uh, your game is developing into and what you might need to work on heading into this either last season or however many seasons you have left to go. Before we bring on Coach Ford, yes. I want to talk about one other South Georgia school. Sure. Irwin County. I've heard of them. And my buddy John Nelson. Uh, your I've heard of him too. Book on Buddy Nobles is coming out yep. very, very soon. I have to give you a quick plug. Sure. Tell the folks where where they can read his memoir. It's uh Noble Strong Lessons in Destiny. You can pick it up on Amazon. That's probably the easiest way to do it. And it comes out June the twelfth. And if, if anybody has noticed it ahead of time, you can still pick it up on pre-sale just before June 12. But June 12 is when it hits Amazon and everybody. And I think it's going to be available in bookstores as well. So uh, if it's not in your favorite bookstore, ask for it. But the uh, biggest thing right now is to go on Amazon or your favorite uh, online supplier, and then you can pick it up there. But a uh, tremendous project to to finally have completed. And when, when an inch-thick book shows up on your doorstep, I mean, that's that's pretty wild. But, yeah, it ended up being 356 pages and about an inch thick. Wow. So uh, I, I can't thank the family enough and everybody that contributed down there in Irwin County and Osceola and Fitzgerald and, and uh, Coffee County. And, you know, Dabo Sweeney helped out with a little bit with his relationship with the Nobles family, too. A uh, piece of trivia for you. On the Clemson coaching staff uh-huh. this year, it's Buddy's son, Caleb. It is Andrew Zhao and C.J. Spiller. C.J. and Andrew uh, were uh, students and players when Buddy was coaching in Florida. And obviously Caleb was uh, you know here in the state of Georgia. And so you have – and Dabo Sweeney. So basically you have four folks who really know each other very, very well tied to one family on one coaching staff up there at Clemson now. I remember when Dabo was calling you, and you were like, "Oh, it's it's Dabo. I, I got to step out." And I was like, "Oh, okay, John." It's like I'll be back in a second. It's Dabo Sweeney, you know. But no, he was he was fantastic when he, when he was there to help out. But uh, yep, uh, Noble Strong comes out on the twelfth, and so it, it was uh, amazing to put together. And uh, you know, so I guess uh, on to book seven. But it was great to put book six together. 
Awesome. Well, I will be your first customer on Amazon the moment it comes out. It'd be great. I can't wait. I can't wait for you to to see what you think when it comes to the book. And you know what? I, what I might actually do is I might ship you the manuscript so you can get there Ooh. an advance read before you sit there and, and actually hey. look at the book. I'm down for that. And she's down for that. So what she's going to do? She's going to flip through a couple of pages of the manuscript that I'm going to email her here in just a sec. But here's our interview with John Ford, the new head coach at Effingham County High School about all of the the new things that he's learned about himself and the new gig in and of itself and the newest addition to his family. And now joining us uh, via cellular technology, I believe, is the head coach at Effingham County High School, John Ford. Coach, thanks for hanging out with us on the show. Hey, John, thanks for having me on. All right, so Hannah, you know, Hannah has a question, and it has literally been burning a hole in her notes ever since we talked about it. So I'm going to defer the first question to her this week. I mean, we cannot start off this interview without talking about the newest member of your family and that adorable little pup I saw a picture of. Coach (laughs) Ford, who is that? (laughs) So my oldest daughter, Anna Kate, has has wanted a pug forever and so she made straight a's and she she met a list of uh you know conditions we we put out there and so so we frank the pug is is the newest member of our family and uh, i was i was a little dubious on a small dog i've I've had big (laughs) dogs most of my life but but we think frank is a keeper he's he's sweet and smart and figuring out his place and so he's 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 been fun to have around the house and you know, as as a dad, how can you tell your daughter no? So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good at saying no to her. So you know, we we, we came up with some conditions, but that dog was kind of a, a certainty down the road. Especially with straight A's, how yeah. can you say no? We have small dogs. I have two Boston Terriers, so a pug is similar in size. S- lots of snores and snorts. What do they call that? <laughs> that is not, that is not a quiet dog. By no, the way. no, not at all. Well, congratulations. Just had to ask because I saw Thank the you. picture and it was adorable. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. <laughs> so, so you I see where, think that was going to be the first question. You caught me off guard. See, see where the priorities are on this show? Dogs always. Dogs are out of the blocks, the first priority on this show. Well, as they should be. If it was a cat question, I would have been concerned and then maybe had to hang up and collect myself. <laughs> All right, so it's a two-hour commute from Bleckley County, from Cochrane to Springfield, from one school to the other. Let's go. Let's go back to the discussion on how Effingham County came to be, because you were the part of a stellar staff there in Cochrane under Von Lasseter. Yeah, and, and wasn't looking to move, and and. Um... Ironically enough, the superintendent, whose whose name is Dr. Ford, his uh, our last names being the same and no relation, kind of stuck out to him. And he was took his boys. He's got two sons that are that, that are great kids. He's got two sons that he took to the state championship game at the, at the old Georgia Dome one weekend that we happened to be playing in. And he just kind of my name, you know, stuck stuck in the back of his mind. And so when Coach Holder had indicated to him that you know it was, he was going to step down at the end of the season, he called me and. Um, I, I'll be honest, I, I wasn't super interested at first, and we had a game on a, a Friday night uh, canceled due to the other school having some COVID issues, and so there was a Saturday morning, my, my family was out of town, and I, I didn't have anything to do, so I said, well, I'll just drive down there and look around, and, you know, it never didn't have a whole lot of foundational knowledge of Effingham and Springfield and Rinkin and, you know, the surrounding areas, but, um, you know, kind of rode down there, like you said, it's 
it's 130 miles. It's, 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 it's a pretty easy drive to be honest with you. You just you basically get on 16 for, you know, hundred miles and then get off the Springfield exit and follow the signs. And, um, yeah, kind of drove around and really liked the, the, the community and the area and how close it was to Savannah and how close it was to the coast and, and things like that. So, um, you know, my wife and I, after football season, we, we, we took a trip down to Savannah, you know, it was kind of a Christmas present to each other and, um, went down there and looked around and, and she kind of gave it a thumbs up. So as we went through the process, just tried to, you know, trust God and, and, and see that it was what he, what he had for our family and our move and, you know, good, good place for the girls. And there were certain things, Hey, if this is going to work out, this needs to be in place and needs to be a good place for the girls. And obviously my wife needed a job and, and all those things kind of fit, you know, almost seamlessly. So we just kind of felt like it was where the good Lord was leading us. And, um, it was, it, it was really tough to leave Blackley because coach Lasseter put together an awesome staff and, and, and a bunch of guys that are either future head coaches or former head coaches on that staff. And, really enjoyed working with them and getting into the quarterfinals was being a part of that staff was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, but felt like this is what God had for us and excited for it. And, you know, feel like, you know, six months in or four months in or whatever we are, feel like it, it's been the right call. Yeah. Savannah's a great place, but before Bleckley, you were making stops around the Metro Atlanta area, Buford, Roswell. I mean, that was right before the move. I'm tired for you, Coach Ford. I mean, <laughs> how hard of a transition has it been to to move the family around, and now finally you're at Effingham County. But what what has it all been like? Has it been a whirlwind? Yeah, it's it's it. The last four years, uh, you know, we spent ten years at Roswell, mm-hmm. and and so we kind of had some stability there. Um, and then Buford to Bleckley, and now Bleckley to here, and, and God willing, this is the last one. This is. I told my girls we're, we're, we got to make this work one way or another because I don't want to move <laughs> again. So, uh, but my oldest daughter Anna Kate, she's going to be in middle school and it's sixth grade, fifth grade to sixth grade. You know, kind of felt like if there was going to be a time to move her, that felt like kind of the best time. And so, um, it's a great school system. I, we're leaving a great school system with great people, but I feel like we're going to a great school system with great people. So, um, you know, my little ones they. they they'll be fine. You know, one of them's going to be in first grade and one of them's going to start kindergarten. So, so we get this thing right. That That's all they'll know. Um, but I wanted to make sure it was good for Anna Kate and she was able to try out virtually for the cheerleading squad, made the cheerleading squad for the middle school. And, and, and so feel, feel good about all those things that are in place for my family. And, and, and hopefully we make this last one, the best one and, and the best one, the last one. Well, and you're going into an area in the state that I think is, is really under the radar when it comes to, the talent pool, the schools that are there, and really the the growth of what we're seeing out of the Savannah area. I know that a lot of folks kind of gravitate toward Danny Britton Benedictine, and with the successes that he's had there the last handful of years, uh, that, you know, that's a that's a natural. When you see schools make their way into first and second rounds in the playoffs consistently. And then you see a, a Kyle Hockman who goes from McEachern and he goes to New Hampstead to try to turn that program around down there. And now you're a part of the discussion there in Effingham. I think that the Savannah area really is one of the most, I, I'm not going to say unknown, but underreported and under the radar places where you can go when it comes to football here in the state of Georgia these days. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And, and you look at some of the, the, success that the coach holder had and you look at you know uh, nate clark going from lee county to south effingham and like you said 
Um, Kyle Hockman going to New Hampstead and, and Rocky, you know, being a little bit farther down the coast and um, Glenn Academy and, and Coach Lazad at Richmond Hill is building a program. And, and so there's, there's a lot of growth in that area with, with, with Gulfstream being in, in, in Savannah and the pooler community has been uh, exploding and, and they're expanding the port of Savannah. And that goes right through, you know, right. Uh, basically a straight line from Rincon, which is in Effingham County to, to Savannah. And so um, there's a ton of growth. It almost feels like, you know, kind of what Gwinnett felt like, obviously on a much smaller scale as Atlanta started growing up in the eighties. It feels like that kind of growth is coming out of Savannah into Bryan and, and Effingham counties. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of really good players and um, I, I know our region's going to be a handful. I mean, there's not going to be an easy night at any point in time in our region. So um, we've got to have a good off season, but there's a lot of good football coaches, a lot of good football players. And, and, and they, they, they care about football down there and the kids they're hard nosed and they play it the right way. And so I'm excited to kind of immerse myself in it. You were named head coach in January. So you've had about six months to get to know the team. What have you learned and how is spring practice going? Um, I, I've learned that I, I really, really like these kids and, and mm-hmm. left a, a group of kids on defense at, at Blackley that I really cared about and had some really good relationships with, you know, a lot of really good players and, and kids that I enjoyed investing in. And, and so I was a little apprehensive, you know, at Effingham, how would they take to me? I'm, I'm a little bit different from a personality and I kind of own it because, you know, it's just me and, and that's just how I am. And um, I've, I've learned through the years that, I'm better off just being the best version of me and not trying to be a copy of somebody else. And sometimes we learn that the hard way. Um, and, and so they have, they have really uh, taken to the kind of coaching and the, the types of coaches we've brought in and, and um, they spring went great. I mean, you always want to get a little more in or you always, you always wish you had maybe one or two more practices or um, but, but the kids played hard. The numbers, the numbers are up. We, we got some kids out. We started, you know, in, in, January with about 60 and 10 through 12 and we're a little at 88 10 through 12 and so just trying to generate enthusiasm and passion and and things like that and 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 get our core values established and just feel great about you know what we're able to get in and um really just can't wait till next Monday when the GHSA says we can practice again and 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 jump back in with both feet and you know keep keep working with these kids and trying to get them better and trying to develop relationships with them and trying to develop trust and you know get get in what we got to get in before the season. How much have you learned about yourself not just as a coach but as a person over the last 15 months knowing that you had one of the biggest challenges that any coach regardless of head coach assistant coach what have you what have you learned about yourself with everything that we've had to deal with, uh, you know, with COVID-19 and stuff, what have you gotten, what have you had to learn and what have you got to add to your dossier as John Ford, the coach and John Ford, the man? Um, You know, just glory to God that he's, he's brought, brought me through what he's brought me through on the field and off the field. Um, and that, you know, I've, I, I've learned as a coach, how to be a better teacher on the front end of things, because it's, when when you're not able to 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 be around your kids to be able to clearly articulate everything that needs to be done everything that needs to be installed um when you need to be able to articulate uh, a scheme without um without being able to do it in person um that that or or an intangible quality um that is hard to do the the pandemic gave gave us a lot of time to think on things and learn on things and and some of the intangible um 
I guess, teaching methods that, that we brought up or, or that we were, you know, able to install and things like that and, and how we were able to communicate things like core values and how we were to, things like culture or things like competitiveness or things like family, um, how to teach that when you're not able to be around your kids, when you're not able to model it, when you're not able to uh, preach it in a team setting, when, when they're all looking at you through a, a phone screen or when they're all looking at you through a Zoom or things like that, just, just how, to, how, how to get all that in and how to be as intentional and as clear and articulate on the front end as possible. And then, you know, one of the things that, that, that probably halfway through when we're able to start having practices and bring them to school, but we're having to temperature check them, you know, when, when you take that silly little thermometer and point it at the kid's head, it gives you an opportunity to check in with each and every kid in your program. And you say, Hey, how are you? How are you feeling? And, you know, you ask the stupid COVID questions that we all had to ask. Well, my thought is, are can I ask that as a relational question? I, you know, how's your family? You know, how's your mom doing? How's your brother doing? How, how'd you sleep last night? What'd you eat this morning? You know, what, what can I do for you? How can I serve you? How can I help you be better at your position? How can I help you be better on the field? How, how can I help you be better off the field? Um, so I, I want to keep asking those questions and, 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 you know, just as I've walked around the weight room at Effingham or walked around the practice field at Effingham, I've, you know, I, Hey, how's your family? How are things off the field? How, you know, how, how, how's, if I'm aware of a situation with somebody, hey, how's your mom feeling? You know, I know she was sick last week. And try to create those connections and um, not take for granted the fact that we're able to do that in person now. We've asked a lot of coaches that question, and I love your answer about it helping with communication overall. Now that you're in this down period, I guess, are you using some of those communication skills? How, what are you guys doing now, and how are you staying connected with the kids until you can start practice again? Well, right now, you know, because we've got um, we've got a small senior class. I think there's about 12 or 13 of them in the senior class right now. But, but, but I do think we've got some players that can go to the next level. So with nice. June 1st being the first time that NCAA coaches were allowed to be in contact with players, um, you know, I've kind of encouraged my kids this week, go to, go to as many of those camps as you can get out, see a campus. Mm -hmm. You know, these, these, these kids haven't been able to, to visit a campus, to visit unofficially, to be evaluated in person by a coach. So, so I know there's a Mercer camp today. I know Kennesaw state coach Bohan is having an awesome camp. There's, there's some good camps at LaGrange that, um, you know, coach Tinker's putting on uh, Georgia right now is the center of the recruiting universe. It feels like it feels like every five-star in America <laughs> is in Athens right now. Never heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Florida state's having their deal. Um, just everybody, every college coach in America wants to get touches on these kids. And, and my thought is it's a dead week. Anyway, go, go, go to as many camps as you can go to as many campuses as, as, as you can possibly swing and is available for your family. And, um, you know, let, let, let's try to get some of these kids from Effingham on the radars of college coaches. And then, you know, come June 7th, we'll, we'll, we'll get plenty of time with them. And, um, but just want to make sure they're able to get as much exposure as they can this week. So just texting them and tweeting them and DMing them and keeping up with them and seeing what they're doing and where they're going and, you know, trying to publicize, publicize what we can for them because, you know, they, it's been a tough run for, for the you know, 2021 previously and now 2022. They, they haven't had guys at their spring ball. They haven't had college coaches been able to come to their games. They haven't been able to take unofficial visits to campuses. So, so let's, let's, let's get them evaluated and see what happens. John Ford, head coach of Effingham County, hanging out with us here for another couple of minutes on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. And I know that coaches have their to-do lists, and I know you have yours. 
I don't know where it is, and I don't know how large the, the board is. I mean, it could be one of those things that you have on a couple of magnets on your frigid home that has you know some, some artwork that's attached to it as well. It could be a big <laughs> whiteboard that you have there in the office on campus. It could be in your truck that, that you just kind of sit there and you keep making notes on with dry erase markers and things like that. Where is your dry erase board? And what are some of the things that you're looking to knock off the to-do list in the next little while, getting toward June 1st, getting toward August 1st? What are some of the things as the new head coach there at Effingham that are on your to-do list? Well, you know me well. I'm, I'm a list person. And, um, you know, I've, I've got a legal pad in my office. And, you know, I kind of sync it to my phone as I drive back and forth between home and here um, from a football standpoint. Now that we've gotten through spring ball, now that we've gotten through the fall semester, it's, you know, there, there's a bunch of off the field stuff I need to do. There's not a booster club. There's not a touchdown club at Effingham. They want one, but there just wasn't one that existed previously. Huh. And, and so kind of having to build that by scratch has been a lot of work, but it's also been a lot of fun, um, you know, and now making sure that the coaches that are, um, that are, that are holdovers from the previous staff and then the coaches that we're bringing in, making sure we're on the same page of, uh, of how we're going to operate in June. So, so communicating and articulating and like we talked about, trying to make sure everybody's on the same page there. Um, you know, we've got two middle schools that feed us and, and, and both middle schools um, been very, very fortunate to, to have a say in, in who their you know, coaching staffs are, are not necessarily their, their entire coaching staff because that goes to teaching slots, but um, they've both got new head coaches. And so trying to, bring them under the wing and, and make them feel like they are as, as vertically aligned with us as, as possible and to make sure that they feel welcome. And uh, I've, I've told my coaches that the only answer that you can give a middle school coach is yes. If they, if they want something, the answer is yes, period. And if, if you need my help in making it work, just let me know. And we'll get it done. So, um, you know, making sure we're vertically aligned there. Um, and then as we get into our summer calendar, you know, we've got the summer stuff like everybody else. We're going to go to a couple OTAs and, you know, a couple of seven-on-seven seven, uh, tournaments at, at some college campuses, hoping to get some of our kids seen. And, you know, then we're going to go, you know, uh, into August. And, you know, we've got a scrimmage August 13th and a game August 27th. So you just start counting backwards of everything you need in by then. And, and you just kind of work with the end in mind. And, and just, you know, we're, when we're going to put our special teams in, how we're going to organize each day, you know, we probably got 35% of our offense in in the spring. And, you know, how much more do we want to add before we you – know, making sure we master what we have without getting too much in. I'm, I'm, I'm big on making sure that we're not a jack of all trades, master none, that we're going to be really good at what we do before we add anything else. And if we add too much, then we have to aggressively reduce and simplify. You know, I don't want to, I don't ever want to, I've been in the, I've been before I've learned the hard way of doing too much and thinking you got to have all the elaborate stuff and let's just get really good at what we can do and do that a lot. And then if we want to build something, let's make sure it answers a question. If we need to take something out to put it in, let's, let's make sure we're being as efficient as possible. What's it like to do stuff from scratch like this? Oh God, I've just, I've been around a lot of good coaches and I've, you know, played for coach Hunter and worked for Bruce Cobley and Leo Barker and, um, you know, been around some great leaders and, um, you know, and, and, and failed a lot and learned a lot of lessons. And, and, you know, I don't mind calling, calling people or texting people and saying, Hey, what do you do here? Cause I'm not that smart. So I need to talk to people smarter than me. And fortunately I've got a lot of people smarter than me around me. 
Well, my last question for you, coaches, you guys went three and seven last year, two and four in region play under coach Buddy Holder, all three wins at home. So no wins on the road. What are your expectations for the season? Uh, and talk about your schedule and just give me a preview of, of what's to come for Effingham. Um, so, you know, last year they, they did struggle on the road. They, outside of the Statesboro game, they didn't score. They were shut out on the road several times. Um, you know, in terms of schedule, uh, it's, it's, we've kind of inherited the schedule. We play mm -hmm. you know, out of region. We play a, a school out of South Carolina, Beaufort out of South Carolina. Um, we play Lakeside out of Augusta. Uh, we play Howard out of Macon. Um, we play Liberty County out of Hinesville. And, and then we jump into region play with our rival, South Effingham, which is going to be, with, you know, as, as spirited and rocking mm -hmm. as anywhere in, in, in South Georgia. And a, lot, a lot of people don't know about the, the rivalry, but this county takes it seriously. And so, um, you know, we've, we've got to play very, very well in that game. And then, you know, right, right after that, the, the, the reward is, is defending two-time region champ Richmond Hill. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and, so it's like so, you get the rival, you get a week yeah. off to get ready for Matt Lazat, then yep. you get Glen Academy, then you go to Bradwell, but at least you finish with two at home. Yeah, yeah, but the two at home I think are uh, Brunswick and Glen. So, so, so how fortunate. Oh, Statesboro Pender, and Brunswick, yeah. Yeah, Pender and Rocky, two outstanding football coaches. You know, Rocky's a defensive maestro, and you know Pender's got an awesome staff, and and I, I know his defensive coordinator Thomas Tedder's great, and his, his offensive coordinator um, Garrett Grady's great. So, it there 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 are no easy no easy weekends for us this year, and so I you know it, it, I hate to give you coach speak. It would be foolish for me to even give. Uh, anything on record right now or just, you know, what we would expect. Um, I, I expect we're going to play well. The, you know, the principal and, and the superintendent, when I asked them what are their expectations for year one, they say they want to win. And shoot, so do I. Nobody wants to win more than me. Um, awesome. So, yeah. so we're going we're gonna to go for it. We're going to go hard and fast as we can and, and compete and be a family and, and strain and execute and demonstrate mental toughness and, and so far our kids have been been all in on that and, and they've taken to it well and so um progress as you know and success isn't linear there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs and we're going to learn more about ourselves in the downs if we take it for what it is and um you know I, I think we'll put together a good team this year um you know how good who knows how how hard are we going to work over the summer how healthy can we stay um you know and, 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 and how, how, how well can we take to the lessons that we're going to learn as we go through the process? And, yeah. and you staying put for just a few years, at least. You're, you're, yeah. you're not doing, you're not doing any two-hour commutes. I'm not, I'm not looking to load this trailer up anytime soon. <laughs> Y'all can come visit me, and, and we're going to have roots settled down here. Well, Coach, great to catch up with you. John Ford, the head coach at Effingham County, the Navy Red and White. They've got a, a tall schedule in one of the tougher regions here in the state. Great to catch up with you, and congratulations on the pug. Congratulations on the new job there in Springfield. Thanks for being a part of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. We'll obviously be keeping an eye, and we'll catch up with you soon. Hey, sounds good. Y'all come down, and I've, I've, I've got hats and gear for both y'all. Yes. Oh, sweet. That's the first offer for gear. I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> Hey, and it's kind of, we're, you know, we've kind of got an old Miss look to it, Hannah, so I know yes. you'll like it. Love it. See? Priorities. It's all about <laughs> how Hannah looks. That's the priority here. <laughs> Hotty toddy, baby. That's right. So, honestly, when you saw the, the photo of the pug, mm -hmm. what'd you think? So cute. I had <laughs> no idea his name was Frank, which makes it <laughs> even better. A dog named Frank. I love Frank. human names. 
for dogs. Here's My dog's Steve. name is Jack. So we have Jack and we've got Frank. It just goes, made my day. Here's Steve. What's the most uncommon normal name that you've ever had with a dog or that you knew somebody oh, with a man. dog? I mean, because, you know, Jack, Frank, you know, mm-hmm. Doug, maybe. You know, from Up, Doug yeah. was there. Oh, well, probably my mom's. Uh-oh. Oh. See, we got her started. Okay. You Sandy guys. Malcolm behind the glass. She's anticipating this one. Okay, she... okay, okay. So when I was little, my mom had Bichons, you know, the little okay. white fluffy ones, Bichon Frise. Uh-huh. So my older sister was probably like 12, and I was like 8. And like so eight. my older sister Jessica is like, let's name her Fluffy. My mom named the dog Bajette. Bajette was my very first dog's name. Bajette? I believe. Spell that. It is a famous artist. Okay. I, I, it's I, not, I, I, you're asking me about <laughs> artists. I have no idea. Okay, so that's the craziest name dog. That is, that is somebody's name. I believe Sure. him or her is an artist. Sure. Okay. But if anybody I can help us out with that. that yeah. Google. Do a quick Google search while uh, we talk about the next little bit. Uh, obviously, uh, everybody, we want you to be safe here in the summer months and the spring months. Enjoy mm-hmm. your vacations. Uh, we'll be back, obviously, in July with another Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. And we'll be really ramping things up, getting ready for the, the 2021 football season. And uh, no, it's, it's great to catch up with all these coaches and their new jobs. And, and we know that we have a laundry list of folks that we want to catch up with. Have you found the name yet of the artist? The only thing coming up is Beau Bichette. He's the baseball player. That's Bichette. It's not even <laughs> Bichette. That's Bichette. His dad was Dante. Dante Bichette of the Colorado Rockies, and you have Bo Bichette, the son, who's hitting oh, home runs man. for Toronto. That's all I got. That's, that's all I got. It's nothing. I'm going to have to ask my mom and circle back on the next podcast. You want, you want to pick up the phone real quick and call your mom? No, she won't answer. <laughs> okay. So much for that I'll idea. have a report on the next If podcast. anybody knows where Bichette comes from when it comes to naming a dog that might be an artist, please reach out to, uh, <laughs> yeah, to hgooden.gpb.org. My mom is one of those people who is awful with her phone. She loses it every second of the day, always has to call so back. So then how do you call? Oh, she has she to. Call, she'll call back. She'll does, be she like, call, does she call herself from a different phone to try and oh, find 100%. her phone? Oh, 100%. Okay. She just is always losing her phone. And so I guarantee if I called her, she wouldn't answer it. Right I now. always end up dropping mine anyway. So that's, that's just where things are with me. Okay. Uh, that's going to be it for uh, this month's version mm-hmm. of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Thanks to John Ford and everybody at Effingham County for uh, letting us get the, the glimpse inside their program. And obviously we'll be back next month. I already teased that. What else is on your mind before we go? Yeah, shows. Shows are starting back in August, our recruiting 2021 and counting a kickoff. And we're just a couple months away now. It just it's going so fast. It's going to be a great season. Mm-hmm. Follow us on social media. Yes. Oh, wait, you, you're about to say that. I'm, I'm jumping no, in. No, you, yeah, you were on a roll. Go ahead. Follow us on social media at GPB Sports. This uh-huh. is what John says. We are on Twitter, the Instagram, the, the YouTube, yes. Facebook. Uh-huh. The all the things. CompuServe, MySpace, all mm-hmm. those places. Follow us. Yes. It's going to be a great Like, season. friend, be a part of the conversation on all the social media platforms. And don't forget to download the GPB Sports app as well, available iOS and Android. I think that's a show. I think that's it. For Hannah, for Sandy, for Jesse, I'm just John. Play it safe, everybody. We'll see you soon.